0: Hello and welcome to episode 128 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Matt. Hello. Brody. Hello. And James.
1: Whoa. I mean, hello.
0: Whoa. Whoa, indeed. Hey, uh, Matt, you've been playing some of this um, God of War messenger game. I saw you uh, tweeting about that earlier today. Um, How's that been going?
2: It's really frustrating. (laughs) How so? Um, Well... You try and push boundaries, because it's basically like, you know, the old school text adventure games you used to play on PC and stuff. Um, And you try and push boundaries as much as you can, uh, but there gets to a certain point where, you know, you just can't. And I thought I'd test the limits, because it says that you need certain ingredients to make a a salve. And so I'm like, you know what, let's see if any of it's in the house. So I tried, you know, picking up one of the items. And it kept uh-huh. saying, you have to pick it up first. So I'm like, okay, pick it up. It's like, you have to pick it up first. <laughs> and eventually, like, I know it's not going to respond to my responses unless they're part of the, the um, you know, the program text. But it was, sure. the, the results were pretty funny. Um, at one point, I told, I told it to shoot an arrow at my mother and it said, your mother is too
0: far away to hit with an arrow. Oh, wow.
2: So that could potentially be dark.
0: Yeah, it sounds like so, uh, yeah. I do struggle with those text adventure games. I've tried to play a few in my time, but uh, like, it's just yeah, trying to find the exact phrasing that the game requires can sometimes be a bit, a bit picky. Um, but I might have to go and check that out. Anyhow, on the show this week, we're going to be discussing Red Dead Redemption, uh, Mario, and Crash Bandicoot, of course. But first, let's talk some Star Wars, because uh, it was a really big week for, uh, for Star Wars. Um, we got a new solo trailer, uh, and there was some um, news about the Game of Thrones creators writing and producing a new series. Uh, Brody, I forget, are you much of a big Star Wars fan? Does this news excite you much? I would consider
3: myself a bit of a Star Wars fan, but at the moment I'm getting a bit Star Wars out, to be honest. Mm. Like, like, uh, I, I'm not. Solo is not even out yet, and it, it's 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 a great trailer and everything, but I don't really have much interest in that movie. Yeah. And like, and like outside of like the, well, I guess they're calling it like the the last Skywalker trilogy or whatever with Ray and Kylo and Luke and all that business. I don't really have much interest in the expanded universe of Star Wars. So, to hear the Game of Thrones dudes, the um, D&D, are doing a series doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Nor does Ryan Johnson's extended trilogy. And I think there's like eight movies that are announced Mm. that are still coming in like the next handful of years. So, yeah, I think it's... I don't know. It's getting a bit
0: much for me, I think. Yeah, but they're still sort of committing to one a year. James, where do you come down on Solo? Are you excited for that?
1: I have... uh absolutely no interest in it I'll watch it right because I feel like I have to but Uh I don't know it's just the thing with these like kind of in between movies they just feel like stories didn't really need to be told you know Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of felt the same way about Rogue One I hope I don't know if anyone agrees with me but I don't know I just didn't think we needed to know any of that stuff Um, I agree Mm. and of course like I know it's quite naive for me to say they're making them for anything other than money but I don't know it just seems kind of just leave it to like the big massive cool like overarching trilogy kind of stories like yeah
0: and part of the charm of Star Wars I think is is the mystery and sort of not knowing specifics about everyone's backstory I think has always been quite quite interesting um but like, Matt do you to, to Brody's point do you sort of feel like we're hitting saturation point with Star Wars is there just too much now
2: I, I feel like if it's gonna be once a year, uh, it's gonna get real boring real quick because um, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of the stories they're trying to tell would work better in a short form series. So I mean like mm. you could do like if you're gonna do origin stories and stuff, um, you could potentially you know have a TV show based you know in the in the past or something like that. Um, which would allow you to explore the universe a lot better rather than just this sort of set movie kind of thing. Um, But at the same time, like, I feel like I would prefer it if they just kind of, like, went out and did it and then suddenly surprise people with it kind of like not as not as much as the Cloverfield thing but more of a more of a just like instead of telling us oh there's another Star Wars movie coming there's another Star Wars movie coming hey guys there's another one coming it's like all right you're starting to just bore us now it's like you haven't even finished the current trilogy that you're trying sure. to tell and instead all you're doing is just forcing more and more and more and more in our faces and it's really getting you know, it's, it's getting beyond ridiculous.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, as, as you guys know, like I'm a big, big star Wars fan and, mm. um, and even like, even, uh, I don't know. I'm really excited about, I think like, um, I'm forgetting the names of these, these greatest, like David Benioff and I think it's like DBY Weiss or something like that. I'm really excited yeah. for them to kind of come on board just cause I love Game of Thrones so much and I really respect their writing ability. Um, so I'm really curious to see what they'll do. I think I'm more curious, more excited for that than I am. Ryan Johnson's, um, trilogy outside of like the Skywalker saga or whatever they're calling it now um, just because I was a little sort of underwhelmed by The Last Jedi I think but I really did love Rogue One um, I'm excited for Solo I thought the trailer looked good I might just be more excited for it just because I think Donald Glover's Lando is just such a like match made in heaven um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm, I'm still I, I'm, I'm not kind of over Star Wars yeah I don't think I'm trying to think like back to Marvel And we've had Marvel films, you know, twice a year now for a while, and I'm still not sick of those. Like, I'm still excited for Black Panther. I'm still excited for Infinity War. um, And Star Wars is like a more of an important property to me than anything that Marvel's ever done. So um, I think, for like considering those reasons, I have enough faith in Disney that I will continue to enjoy the Star Wars movies. But I do feel your uh, your apprehension.
2: I'm going to bring up, like, my, my bitterness towards Disney right now. Um, and this... this is, I think this is this is a general thing. is like, Disney, Disney is basically one of the biggest studios in the world, if not, you know, the biggest, you know, you could argue. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like Disney's at a point where the fact that they own so many of the larger franchises, uh, it really stumps their own sort of development. Because, I mean... If you look uh, you know at the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s, the amount of content they produced like it was a bit all over the place, but it was actually really cool to see that they were doing things that people you know like in the modern day, you know you just don't see Disney doing. Um, and I think it's problematic that everything that they're doing is basically either a Star Wars film, a Marvel film, or a, a live-action rehash of an animated classic. And so, you're getting you like you're getting a lot of titles left behind, a lot of things left behind, that was kind of snowballed from when they tried a new IP with Tomorrowland. So Tomorrowland came out and it didn't do anywhere near what they hoped it would do, uh, and I think it was a pretty average film too. I never saw it, mm-hmm. um, but basically that that to them was the nail in the coffin of, oh, we're gonna not do anything sort of new and exciting it's just going to be consistent you know basically just consistent content from the three main franchises um and i think my biggest bit of my big the 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 biggest thing that brings out the bitterness is the fact that the other night tron legacy was on and this was this is basically it was prior to uh you know disney buying star wars and disney owning you know buying out marvel and everything sure and that movie made bank. Like, it cost them a fair bit to make. It made a lot more back. Uh, and there was talk of, you know, making a sequel. They made, a t- like, a kid's TV show as a spin-off and everything, um, which I think kind of didn't really work because it didn't, you know, like, kids weren't enough in you know, interested enough in Tron. So, if you, if you had have done it something a bit more similar to, like, a Netflix series or something, it might have worked. But... Mm-hmm. Basically after Tomorrowland, they said, you know, they said, ah, that's it. We're not going to, you know, we're going to abandon everything else. And so now you're only there for the main three. Tron had a sequel that was, you know, sort of in the works. And basically they've left that by the wayside. That's basically dead. Um, And I feel like, yeah, like, yes, I'm a little bitter over just like a single movie franchise. But I feel like (laughs) it, it represents Disney as a bigger whole in that, you know, That's all they. That's all they're willing to do now is just like let's do let's do one of the main
0: three. Yeah, I I get that.
2: Let's do another Pirates of the Caribbean sequel.
0: Yeah, I I get that. Like filmmaking is expensive, and for that, like there's an element of risk involved that you've you've got to make sure you're going to get your money back via ticket sales at the end of the day. And for that reason, it's sort of you're sort of apprehensive to take anything anything that could be a risk. Yeah, I get Disney.
2: that. I mean, like, they they, they literally can print money. Um, and if, if and that's Tomorrowland th- is the only thing that's burned them, then uh-huh. they've got bigger problems because they are raking it in left, right and centre.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hope that um, it doesn't quite get so dreary as uh, as you suggested there i i hope that they can sort of make significant cash off like marvel and and star wars and start using a bit of that to fund kind of more more sort of art house films i don't know i can't imagine disney doing anything particularly art house but like now that they've acquired fox and they've acquired i think it's like new line cinema new line cinema often sort of bankrolls quite interesting sort of original content so hopefully they continue to allow something like that to exist within their studio um, but I understand. I understand your apprehension. I think it's just good for the industry as a whole for for movies to still be turning profit. Like if we consider everything that all the, all the threat that like YouTube and TV and streaming on Netflix and stuff poses now to to like cinema going, the threat that that poses to cinema going. I think it's important that we can still have these big blockbuster releases and get people interested in going to the cinema, and hopefully that means they'll be prepared to go and see you know, the the likes of Shape of Water that, you know, Galera Matilda has kind of racked up 13 nominations for now. Um, I kind of hope that that the two can exist alongside, like we see in the video game space, I guess, right? Like, we've got these major sort of triple A titles, but then these indie games too, and, and EA, you know, were using some of those big profits to fund stuff like Unravel and Ubisoft did, like, Child of Light and whatnot. I'm hoping hoping we can see a similar sort of balance in in Hollywood um, but I realise that might be a bit optimistic and, and you might very well be right Matt Anyhow, got more movies to discuss uh, Nintendo has announced that they'll be working with Illumination, the creators of Despicable Me and Minions to create a brand new animated Mario movie. James, I can imagine you're a big Despicable Me and Minions fan. Are you excited for a Mario movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> 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 I knew, obviously, you weren't going to be. <laughs> no. Um,
1: Jesus. Um, nah, I, don't, I think, I, I think it's cool that, you know, people are like, why don't they do Pixar? And it's like, well, I don't know if it's that kind, that's their kind of thing, you know? Mm, I, yeah. I, I don't, this news doesn't really excite me in any way, unless it comes out and it's really good, like, mm. I don't know. I've never really done anything, I've... Never really done anything Mario beyond the games, you know what I mean? Like I've sure. never watched the cartoons, I've never really done much beyond just playing the games. And even then I didn't really do that until Galaxy came out, so I don't know. Right. I think it's cool.
0: What about yourself, Brody? You excited for a Mario movie? Uh not an animated one, I don't think, no. I mean no.
3: I'll be honest, as a kid, I really, really liked the Bob Hoskins one. All like, right. as, as dumb as it was, as dumb as it was, as nonsense as it was, and as little, uh, like, sort of coherence that it had in relation to the actual Mario games and the universe and all that sort of stuff, it mm. was just a dumb, fun movie. And how could you not, like, John Leguiziamo or his name is, is Luigi? So, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there needs to be a Mario movie, to be honest. Like, does there need to be one? Probably not. No. But, I mean, if it's, if it's going to i guess open mario up to a bigger audience not that he needs one then why not go with the the minions dudes they are you know they make yeah. some cute little characters
0: i think it's just yeah and i think like the first couple of despicable me movies were good i didn't bother with minions i thought minions were just sort of an- annoying um as i think we maybe all agree on there but uh, the first despicable me movie was quite good what well, can you sort of de- see them doing story-wise with this, Matt? Is it going to be sort of a simple uh, Peaches in another castle kind of story? Or can you see them doing a little bit more with it?
2: I feel that it'd be problematic in this day and age because everyone's fighting for equal rights and everything. So, mm. um, you know... Damsel it, it in distress
0: storyline's a bit tired, yeah,
2: huh? Yeah, it, it'd be kind of interesting to see what they can do that's a little different and everything. Um, going, going back to what Brody was saying, I, uh, like... I know that there's actually a significant outcry on the internet that they want John Leguizamo to go back and voice Luigi, (laughs) um, which I think would be great. And then like, maybe they should, uh, you know, get someone like Danny DeVito as Mario. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Um, uh, like I, uh, for, for those of you playing at home, if you actually search on YouTube, uh, super Mario brothers movie, uh, it's on YouTube in its entirety Um, I spent, uh, two hours or an hour and a half or whatever it was watching it recently. Um, it is as bad as you remember. (laughs) Um, I, but I remember also being quite obsessed with it to the point where I remember borrowing the novelization of the movie from my school library and reading that too. So, um, yeah, look, I, I don't think Mario, yeah. I'm pretty sure everything that I want to say Has already been said Don't think Mario needs a movie Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's I mean When when has that ever benefited something For the better That it needed a movie I think Mm. it just
1: I think it just like opens the brand up To people who might not play games And maybe they'll, you know Go on to play something I don't know I feel like Maybe Because a lot of people Like I'm sure, want, like, a Minions game. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Um. Mm. I don't, but... you know. <laughs> and,
3: and even... It, it even might uh, open it up to, like, more casual people who might, like, then see, say, Mario run on their smartphone and then be like, ooh, that's that guy from the movie. I wonder what mm. this game's about. Yeah.
1: I think it's interesting. I think the only thing that's quite interesting is Nintendo's getting really, like, loose... I don't know if that's the right word with their with their brands. Like usually, they were very like, locked uh-huh. down with any licensing and stuff. But this is kind of interesting. So yeah,
0: I think it's quite a nice change of change of attitude from Nintendo to sort of really kind of get stuff out there and and push the boundaries. We've seen that as well with news this week that um, Mario Kart is coming to smartphones. It's to be released in the fiscal year between April 2018 and March 2019. So a bit of a weird window to give. Um, but I suppose that sort of represents that sort of shift as well. The fact that we now have all these, all these Nintendo games coming to smartphones, existing outside of their platforms, um, they seem to sort of be using their properties a bit more liberally, liberally nowadays. Um, do you see yourself playing your Mario Kart game on your phone, Matt?
2: Uh, I, I rarely game on my phone at all. Um, purely because like one battery life is sacred um. Mm. to I don't have that amount of time to concentrate on a game like mm. you know that's social media is a quick busted out have a look and then you know stick it back in your pocket um and three, I own a Switch, so. I was gonna say, like, yeah. If I if I wanna if I wanna play Mario Kart, I'll play it on the Switch because at least I can sit like if I'm going to be playing Mario Kart, I'm gonna be sitting down to play it, or you know do something like that, or play it on I don't know public transport. Mm. Um, and if I'm taking public transport, then I'm gonna have my Switch. Um, you know, I guess it'll benefit everyone who doesn't want to buy a console, but yeah, you know, like personally, I have those avenues covered, so I think, you know, they'll definitely capture a market. It's the same way with Pokemon Go, as even people who've never played Pokemon before were getting into Pokemon Go. Uh Um, So, it'll capture a market of people that don't have consoles, or don't want to own a console, but still want to play. And being free to start is going to be interesting, because it'll be, you know, um, it'll be good to see exactly how Nintendo monetizes it without you know breaking the bank so yeah
0: yeah yeah do you think it's a bit odd as well Brody, that they've they're not sort of keeping these portable experiences exclusive to the switch and driving people there you were talking before about about playing celeste on uh, on your switch prior to the show started you were talking about that um mm-hmm. can is, is like the switch just going to be your go-to sort of portable device can you ever sort of see yourself putting yeah. that aside to play something on your phone
3: no, I think I agree pretty much with Matt. Um, like mm-hmm. before, I before I bought my Switch, possibly, but again, I'm the same. Where I rarely ever take public transport. Like I'm always like sort of on my feet at work, so I don't really get any downtime to play anything. Especially yeah. like even if I even if I went to you know to the toilet or something, I probably wouldn't pull my phone out to play Mario Kart. I'd be checking socials or something. So sure. Uh, um, look, it's, it's probably not for me, but like. As we said, it's all about sort of like opening the brand up and getting more people involved. So uh-huh. uh, there's there's probably only a few people left that haven't bought a Switch because it's doing pretty well from what I hear. Yeah. But um, yeah. So if it gets them involved, and then it might have the you know the run-on effect where they want to play the the ultimate version of Mario Kart on the Switch, and then mm-hmm. uh, so it's all just good work. I think it's that makes um, sense. Yeah. I mean, it's just I think they're just trying to. And it would have wouldn't have been a huge investment, I don't think. Like it wouldn't have been a big time sink or development sink trying to get Mario Kart onto a phone. I wouldn't have thought. No. So it's probably just a reskin of something. I don't know, but I'm sure it's little effort for potentially good
0: payoff. I guess in the end. Yeah. Well, we shall see sometime in the next fiscal year. But speaking of new announcements, it's time for a Crash Bandicoot update. Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Insane Trilogy is reportedly coming to PC and Switch. Activision has a 5-year plan which includes a new game. This is all uh via some reported information that I think came in the way of Eurogamer. Um, James, is Crash Bandicoot officially back? Mm, yes. Yes. Like, definitive either. answer I like it This, you like, know this is my favourite favorite, I, favorite I segment the Crash I Bandicoot think update it,
1: well yeah like, I don't particularly care for Crash as much as everyone else does but I think to say uh-huh. it's, it's not back is like so diluted like it sold so much almost swore so much last <laughs> year like I don't know it, it doesn't shock me that you know they want to do more with it because it went nuts. Like I, yeah. I think it was the top selling of last year, was it or not?
0: I think it was the second highest top selling game behind COD. I can't remember, maybe I think. Yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, remember, I can't remember, remember what was top, but I feel like it was second. Yeah, I think it but, was COD.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's not a surprise at all. <laughs> um, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything about, you know, the other kind of PlayStation nostalgia franchises, but...
0: Yeah, I wondered if it was going to sort of start a wave and would we see, like, Spyro sort of getting an insane trilogy sort of treatment or as well? Like I'm the, still yeah. hanging out hope for that. Or like, like, Ape Escape for James? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: good one. I think, um, is, uh,
0: is um, Shannon not a big Ape Escape fan as well? I think he's uh, hanging out for that one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think that's, like, definitely back 100%. Um yeah, it's got. I, I can yeah. say for a fact it's got a lot of people back into gaming as well, which is kind of nuts. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, like I remember, I, I have like this memory of because I was very, very young when Crash came out. Um, I have this memory of like my mum and my auntie sitting there and playing Crash and um, being back in the UK. I've been spending some time with my auntie and I brought my PlayStation over with me in Crash and Trilogy and she sort of really quite enjoyed kind of playing that again and she probably hasn't played the game in a, in quite a while, but taking picking up the controller and playing crash bandicoot again was was quite nice to see um because obviously it's been such a long time but uh yeah i suspect we will be seeing plenty plenty more of crash and i am dead excited about that um but speaking of more popular stuff uh red redemption 2 will according to trusted reviews feature an online battle royale multiplayer component of course as well as an online functionality similar to gta online uh Matt, is everything just going to be battle royale related now? Is this the world we live in? Yep. Brody, you agree? Uh, yep. <laughs> J- James, do we have another yes out of you?
1: I don't. I don't think it will be, but that's now. I feel like I have to say yes.
0: <laughs> do it for comedy, James. Yeah, yes. Jesus. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> applause. Uh, do you think it? Do you think it suits Red Dead though? Like, can you? Does it sort of suit that that tone of game? I think it works quite well for Fortnite, but I don't what know. It,
2: what does it mean by Battle Royale? Are they, are well, it's just like 100 like,
0: people kind of like, dropped like, into a map like, yeah, and the last like person like surviving.
2: I'm, I'm thinking if it's like PUBG or whatever, then yeah, like it, it would kind of work though. Because I mean, you watch those, you know, Western movies and even the takes on Western movies where everyone's kind of like hiding and fight, you know, gunfighting and everything. Mm. Um, you know, in, in, in a... In a small Western town or whatever, that'd actually be pretty sick because, you know, you'd be running around, you'd you'd be trying to dodge bullets and and you know take shots at everyone else. And yeah. I mean like, if it was if it was quick fire, if it wasn't if there wasn't like a you know an, a long time limit, like a 20 minute limit or whatever, it was say like, you know, five minutes per round or 10 minutes per round or something, something quick and everything, you know, like um, last man standing kind of thing. I think that'd be cool. So.
3: I could even go like a really big 50 on 50 like Cowboys and Indians sort of thing.
0: Oh. Yeah. I like I that idea be down for something like that. Yeah, they have tried um like 50 fee. I I've been playing a lot of Fortnite recently, um the Battle Royale in Fortnite, and I've really really enjoying it. Um I've not been able to play much PUBG because it doesn't run so well with my laptop. So I'll need to give that more of a go in earnest when I get back to my desktop. Um Fortnite but, is uh, like completely a different game
3: from when it like launched, isn't it? Like I, I when yeah. it first came out, like I paid like 50 bucks for like the founders pack. Sure. And and it was like just a weird sort of like build 'em sort of tower defensey sort of thing. Given yeah, that's uh-huh. like but a set mode. Yeah, I was to say now yeah. like battle the battle royale side of it's just taken off and it's like pretty much what it's advertised as now. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like the other po- portion of the game has just like gone way in the background
0: <laughs> yeah i've heard from just sort of like firsthand from chatting to people i've not i've not played that component of the game i've only played the battle royale component um but mm. i've heard like the save the world feature is is quite good too um so i might need to give yeah, that I a blast wasn't too bad yeah i but i've i've really been enjoying the battle royale and it's amazing how popular it's become like i think it really is sort of rival, or maybe not rivaling but getting quite close to uh to challenging um uh, PubG in terms of, you know, how well, like, Let's Plays perform on YouTube and, and how popular streams are and that sort of thing. Um, just, I'll say it's going
3: to be interesting with this Red Dead Battle Royale thing, uh-huh. whether, uh, like, because uh, they announced today that GDA Online or whatever was, like, their number one... Oh, I can't remember what it was. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but, like, GTA Online was, like, the main cause for, like, recurring... Consumer payments and all that sort of thing, like micro transactions and everything. Uh huh. Like, like well, that it was certainly like makes the, a good business
0: like, case. Done, yeah. Done that. Like, yeah. uh, it's worked very well for GTA Online. I can't imagine how yeah. much money they've made off the micro transactions in the online yeah. it, it, let, let alone the their, game sales themselves.
3: It's been their main course of income, I think they've said, or something like that. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how that exactly plays in with the battle royale on uh, Red Dead, because yeah. most it most certainly will. And I just hope it doesn't sort of. Like, how does uh, Fortnite work? Is that pay
0: to win at all? or? Uh, no, not really. Not in my experience. Um, I mean, the, the loot is kind of random every time you go in. So what kind of guns you have is really sort of just dependent on what you're able to find in the, the game world. Um, yeah. So the only sort of like uh, purchases you can make are sort of like... Uh, different skins and XP boosts and stuff like mm. that but the XP boosts are only really kind of pushing up levels to unlock more sort of stuff I think um, I th- so it seems I think purely in- kind of cosmetic I think because I think
3: in GDI Online I think you can sort of buy things like with your in-game cash yeah like you, can, you can buy like weapons and bigger vehicles and stuff like that so I, uh-huh. I don't know if that's necessarily balanced I don't know. I, I don't know enough about GTA Online to.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it's not so strictly speaking like a battle royale sort of component in GTA though. There is like uh, like last man sort of standing sort of stuff, but I don't think like your uh, in-game purchases really play into that all that much. But you know, a Rockstar know what they're doing. I think they'll balance it quite well. I'm kind of excited. Like just uh, just having really enjoyed kind of Fortnite over the last few weeks and also. Um, i'm sort of on the battle royale bandwagon i think and kind of excited to see what they'll they'll do with it with red dead um just because obviously there is like a lot of uh developer pedigree sort of backing it behind it and i assume we'll get a less buggy experience than uh than PUBG seems to be on on xbox at the moment um but speaking of gaming related chaos final news piece of the day uh you may have seen it in japan but mario Kart go-karting is coming to australia it's called mushroom racing and will be coming to both melbourne and sydney for a limited time at least initially uh races will be able to pick up custom uh customers res- races were able to pick up costumes for their favorite characters sorry and race around melbourne and Sydney in go-karts in order to collect stars and win prizes uh, Matt, did you give this a go when you were in Japan?
2: I didn't, but I saw it in basically every major city, um, right? which then led me to think, oh, maybe I should give it a shot. But then I realized that, uh, I don't have my, um, international license, which I'm pretty sure you needed at the time. Right. Um, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I, I have a feeling that was one of the requirements, um, after looking it up. Mm. Um no I did I did see it it looked pretty cool um I don't know how it's going to work here considering in Japan um the roads are a lot less occupied by uh, you know the general population because <laughs> you know tra- transport um yeah, public transport bicycles walking etc is is a lot you know a lot more common um mm-hmm. and the roads are occupied a lot more by sort of taxis and and um you know transport vehicles and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. however having seen that like when it was on the streets of japan it did look pretty sick i mean i took a photo of a couple of guys you know doing it there were people dressed up as mario luigi and like peach and everything yeah um so look I would be keen to try it providing that they can you know get a safe enough route and stuff here and providing sure. that it's cheap because uh, there it's actually like relatively cheap but I reckon that when it comes here it's going to cost a fortune
0: mm-hmm. um, that Australia suppose.
2: yeah and I suppose the last thing is um, I think Nintendo were pursuing legal action against the people against the operators in Japan so oh. unless they find a way to not make it you know, look like it's licensed by Nintendo, which is going to be pretty difficult. Mm. Um, I'll wait. We'll wait and see how it goes. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, Brody, do you think we can trust Australians to be sensible Mario Kart ris- races? Absolutely not. <laughs>
3: I wouldn't have thought so. I, mean, I, I can
0: see this being chaos. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Uh, like, the roads in Melbourne are uh, bad enough, but in Sydney they are mental. I can't imagine, like, a bunch of... Aussies like surely surely i will say
3: surely i won't share a road with any actual like used high not highways obviously but like used no. well, streets. Well, that's how it like
0: that. works in japan if i'm not mistaken they just sort say, of drive
3: I, on i go ballistic they, they, drive, when, on
0: the, they drive on the roads yeah. yeah yeah
3: i go ballistic whenever like i have to deal with cyclists if i have to deal with like some dude <laughs> d- d- dressed up as yoshi i'll go i'll go spare and i'll just run him over so there's a lot of road rage in this country I don't yeah i don't
0: i don't I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> it will be interesting to see uh, James, do you reckon you're gonna give it a go
1: If I am on the other side of the country maybe <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh good point yeah yeah go
0: you know, not an east and east of like the rest of us
1: yeah, sorry. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I, I don't feel know. like it'd
0: be a fun <laughs> press start thing to do. Like when we're over for packs or something. Or something. Uh, probably packs is the wrong time to go. But when we're all together for whatever reason, we should we'll go to sh- like a press start. Get Shannon team. to it up. Are
1: these like held in their own thing, or is it on real roads?
0: <laughs> I don't know if we know yet. Right. I'm just well, sort of yeah work on the assumption that it would be the same as the Japanese one. But I there's would've... a. Good yeah, chance it won't be.
1: I wouldn't do it if it was I, on real roads. Like, I'd probably get hit by a tram or something. But like, I w- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would enjoy it it's if it was right. on its own thing.
2: <laughs> mm. Haven't you seen what happens in toads, uh, in toads Turnpike? All you do is like fly up in the air and then like you know come back down the ground. You'd be
1: definitely fun. how it works.
0: And yeah. the problem with Melbourne, of course, as well as the traffic, like you're just going to be sat stationary in your go kart for quite a while. I'm and actually, it's not so
3: much You're just not so much Having to worry about Running over banana peels either It's like you know like Rubbish and And, and needles And <laughs> things like this So Those
1: hook turns t- I just don't get them either So
0: I don't think anyone gets them Hook turns are just a bad idea oh, well, that makes sense I just take three left Let's, and that yeah. let's does the not job.
2: Let's not argue here Cause just I will like you on hook turns <laughs> so. Um
0: all right, well, let's, uh, let's uh, avoid that and uh, start What The Wiki then, shall we? Uh, reminder that What The Wiki is the Starcast game show where the hosts read parts of a Wikipedia page for an undone game and you, the contestants, must guess the game you can play along at home. Uh, as the official What The Wiki scorekeeper at Jamie Penning over on Twitter reminds us there's yet to be a game this season, making this the first <laughs> game of the season. Uh, so everyone's reset on zero points. Um, but what better way to kick off this season by pinning off last year's two uh, top Players, I guess. Brody, you took you took the title last season, but Matt was pretty close behind. And James, have you yet to play What the Wiki? Have you never been on an episode where that we've played it?
1: If I did, I blocked it out. But yeah,
0: right, okay. I I, I thought sure. everyone had given it a crack by now, but no, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Obviously, my memory is suffering. Anyhow, let's get this season off on the go. I'm gonna have to pull up my games list. Uh, where is it? There's the tab. All right, contestants, are we ready? It. Cited as an influential title in the video game industry and one of the greatest games of all time, the game is often regarded as an important example of video game as art due to its minimalist landscape designs, immersive gameplay, and emotional James? journey. Uh, uh, who was that, sorry?
1: James? Is that, I don't know how James? to play. Is that, do I just say my name?
0: Yep. Yeah, oh. you just say your name. That's the buzzer. <laughs>
1: okay. um, journey?
0: Uh, it's not Journey, no. Oh. I will continue reading, so it's open to Brody and Matt still. Damn it. Uh, it received wide critical acclaim by the media and was met by with strong sales compared to its spiritual predecessor, due in part to a larger marketing campaign. The soundtrack was also widely praised. The game won several awards for its audio design and overall quality. The game is also referenced numerous times in debates regarding the art quality and Matt. emotional perspectives of video games. Matt?
2: It's not... Uh... No, it probably isn't. Uh, Legend all the Ocarina of Time?
0: It's not Ocarina of Time either. I've got one more paragraph. Uh, so, Brody, you've got a chance still to take the points here. If Brody guesses incorrectly, it opens back up all to everyone, but I'll continue Ooh. reading for now. Uh, Progression through the game occurs in cycles. Beginning at a central point is an expansive landscape. The player seeks out and defeats a colossus and is then returned to the Brody. central point. <laughs> Brody. Is it Shadow of the Colossus? It is Shadow of the Colossus. You picked well, up on the there keyword go. there.
3: I was thinking a platformer for some reason.
0: Right. Okay. I uh, I loved how flowery that sort of opening paragraph was on Wikipedia. Really, uh, really boosts the ego of that game. I think, but uh, I don't yeah, know. I've, I was, I've I was, not I was actually thinking, played Shadow of the Colossus, so it could well all be true. My mind went to Braid for some reason. Braid.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Way off.
0: That's yeah, that's obscure. I
3: uh, you but know, you I try I try and keep that. them
0: topical. I try and keep them topical, remember? Oh uh, so sh-
3: that's right, you
0: do yeah. Shadow of the Colossus yeah. was uh, obviously in the news this week with its uh with its with it coming out and the review embargo lifting. Um I forget what we gave it actually. Can you remember the score for it? We Nine. Gave it. Nine, yeah, I was gonna say that it was, did very, very well. Yeah. Um gonna have to play it. I've never played Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> and this remaster sounds like a perfect opportunity. Anyhow, game number two, are we ready?
1: Oh, there's yeah, more. Think, that's yeah.
0: exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, good. yeah, yeah. You, it's the best of... Well, in this first case... First to two. The, first of two, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, the game... You know, in the game, players assume the role of an unseen summoner that controls a champion with unique abilities and battle against a team of other players or computer-controlled Brody? champions. Brody. For the oh, for the win. No.
3: This is not going to be right. Um, spite. Ah, uh, Smite.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> not no. Smite. No. No. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> James, Matt scores are uh, open here. The goal is usually to destroy the opposing team's in nexus, a structure which lies at the heart of a base protected by defensive structures, although other distinct game modes exist as well. Each match is discreet, with all champions starting off fairly weak but increasing in strength by accumulating items and experience over the course of the game. The champions and setting blend a variety of elements including high fantasy, steampunk, and Lovecraftian horror. Whatever that is. Uh, The game was generally well-received upon its release in 2009 and has since grown in popularity with an active and expansive fan base. By July 2012, the game was the most played PC game in North Korea... North America, sorry. uh, And Europe in terms of the number of hours played. Uh, As of January 2014, over 67 million people played the game per month, 27 million per day, and over 7.5 million concurrently during peak hours. The game has among the largest footprints of any game in streaming media communities on platforms such as YouTube and Twitch. It routinely ranks first in the most watch hours. In September 2006, the company estimated that there was over 100 million active players each month. The game's popularity has led it to expand into merchandise with toys, accessories, apparel, as well as tie-ins in other media through music, music videos, web series, documentaries, and books. No guesses? That's all I've got written down. What the
3: fuck? I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: take it. I'm gonna take a punt. Okay. Um,
2: except I think it'll be wrong again. It's not League of Legends.
0: It is League of Legends. Well oh. done, Matt. Well done. So uh, we've got Matt and Brody tied at the moment. <laughs> um, it
2: been out that long. Bloody hell.
0: Yeah, it's been out for a long time. Yeah, since 2009. Crazy, right? Um, but uh, that was in the news this week because it was revealed that it was still the most watched game on Twitch. Uh, I think PUBG is in second now, so uh, a bit of a change there. Dota 2 dropped down to third. Um, but Matt and Brody tied, so if either of you get this next one, uh, you will take home the round. And James, if you get this, we'll go into a tiebreaker. But here it is. While being developed in-house by LucasArts, the game was undergoing an integrated development approach that involved Industrial and magic, Lucasfilm animation, and Skywalker sound. The game's title was trademarked in May 2012, and the game was announced later that month by LucasArts. The game was officially revealed at E3 2012. The following month, Spike TV broadcast a sneak peek on June 4th that showed exclusive gameplay footage. It was being, d- being developed on top of Unreal Engine 3, as shown in the latest developer diary called "Descent to the Underworld." The diary video shows the game running in 64-bit James. mode. James? Oh, I'm
1: scared now. Is it Star Wars 1313?
0: It is Star Wars thirteen oh. thirteen. Oh, we've got ourselves a good sh- game of What the Wiki here. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> I knew
1: it was cancelled. That's all I knew because it was Lucasarts. Yeah, yeah. So I was there was uh, say some. That. I
0: eventually do say that it was cancelled, but it's quite. Oh, okay. um... Yeah, yeah. It's sort of uh, Oof, only My heart that is there. beating. <laughs> <laughs> this is the tensest game be. of What the Wiki we've had in a while. I've... We've not gone to a tiebreaker in some time, I don't think. I'm like sitting here. Like um, many... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are we ready for the final game? Anyone's anyone's yes. match at this point. Announced at Sony's E3 twenty seventeen conference, the game adopts the series' standard formulas from its older home console roots Matt. and recent Matt. Please tell me it's God of War. It's not God of War, no. Ah! <laughs> uh so Brody and James, chances are all yours. Uh oh, changes luck, made. <laughs> changes made in the game include creating environmental spaces that are fully connected and removing the zones that were necessary for the PlayStation 2 and handheld games more advanced monster artificial intelligence and physics to create seemingly living ecosystems that could be taken advantage of during hunts, a more persistent cooperative multiplayer experience Brody? Monster Hunter World? It is Monster Hunter World! Bravo Ah. Brody! Mm. Kicking off the season where you left it by uh, taking home all the points Uh, Congrats! Dominating all so, uh, early in the season, Brody's off to a, a one, one point advantage already. Uh, but that was a, that was a competitive what the wiki game guys. I'm very, very proud. of It was indeed. a good game. It was That was a good game. It was. I tried to, uh, I tried to make it a little bit harder cause I've received some accusations in the past that the games I pick tend to be a little bit easier, but I feel like I hit a good sweet spot there. Star Wars 13, <laughs> <Man>, 13, <laughs> that's, that's out there. What a loss that game was. Uh, with that, let's bring an end to what was episode hundred and twenty-eight of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. You can also join the conversation using hashtag the Start Cast. Let us know what you thought about any of today's topics, or suggest some future ones for future episodes of The Startcast. I've been your host, Ewan. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxboro. Joining us today was Matt.
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MVZamari or uh, Instagram at VZ.
0: Taking home the points
3: in What the Wiki was Brody. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most socials at Brody
0: underscore DG. And breaking his What the Wiki virginity was James.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just on Twitter at, at Jam, so it's A T J A M Z.
0: Awesome. Thanks all for joining us. Until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Bye.